Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm K-Muse. And I'm Carrie the Mockney. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. You can find the link in our show notes. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We'd love to have you join us. The discussion for Love Between Fairy and Devil has been huge. I mean, almost everyone on the Discord loved it. Well, okay, everyone who was watching it loved it, and we just... we swooned over Dongfeng Song. we rooted for Orchid I mean it was just it was the thread to be on it was and I had to like not be on it for a while because I was saving all these episodes so I wouldn't forget them by the time we <laughs> recorded this episode so me too there's so much to go back to and read and I'm like I want to swoon but I have to go back like two pages worth of discussion <laughs> <laughs> yeah first world problems I'm planning on jumping in um, to that discussion now that I'm, well, full disclaimer, I'm on episode 36, so I I personally (laughs) will get spoiled, but that's okay. Speaking of which, we are going to be talking today about Love Between Fairy and Devil, part two. So um, we are going to have lots of spoilers in this episode because it's our second episode. it's the part two part. So if you want the non-spoiler version, then just go back and listen to episode, uh, the first episode about love between fairy and devil, watch the rest and then come back and join us. So um, for this, we're going to kind of jump in where we left off in part one. And at that point, Dongfang's brother had betrayed him. He was going to be executed for treason um, if you remember, he was tricked by Rong Hao and the love tree was growing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so we were thinking that, you know, this might mean that he might not be able to use Hellfire anymore. And Dongfang might not be able to use Hellfire anymore. There was daddy drama and we had Orchid traveling down to the bottom of the forgotten river. <laughs> it was like the river of memory. Memory, memory loss river memory yeah. loss river yeah yes um and figure out why there was so much like hatred going on and all that so uh let's start there thoughts <laughs> <laughs> so so much happened so much mm-hmm. where are we gonna start yeah Sorry, i think Carol. just maybe reflecting on that piece to begin with just because when we left okay. off we kind of weren't sure like what was going on and why why was there this rift? Like, why did he kill his dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I liked that we got closure with the dad saying the only way, unfortunately, you're the only one who had the possibility to use hellfire. And in order to cultivate it really quickly, you had to kill the person you love the most. So he forced his son to kill him. Like, that's I, so messed up. Yeah, <laughs> it was very messed up. But for the good of the people, even though he loved him so much. And I love that we found that he had kept all of his memories and his treasures of his son before he forced Mm -hmm. him to be a emotionalist droid of evil. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we got that moment, even though it was like very bittersweet. And then to have Orchid traveling down there after finding like she's a she's like a determined little therapist. She's going to make him be better. And so she's fixing his love tree and she finds the memories and she goes down to the bottom of Memory Lost River to confront daddy herself since um, Ching Song is not doing any confronting because, you know, he's just happy in his little emotionless state. And so she's like, no, I'm forcing this. I'm fixing you. You have no choice. But it was also beautiful to see her bring the brothers back together because she even had the foresight to essentially record the conversation with the dead yeah. dad's ghost. Yeah. I really liked that the brother had to take some of the punishment because he mm-hmm. did do something wrong, but then Dong Fang took all of the rest of it. 
because mm-hmm. he was stronger and could not die from it where his brother would have died and yeah. i loved how oh the music was swelling it was such a great moment it was it was so good yeah i definitely loved that she sort of is the the piece that brings them back together um and she does she does a lot of repairing and i love that about her so mm-hmm. well and now that i think about it so this is spoilers jumping ahead but her hidden identity is she is the goddess of healing and so it makes sense that she wants to heal anything that's in front of her that's kind of her her nature i just thought of that hmm. so now that all the daddy issues are more or less dealt with we're gonna pretend that they're dealt with <laughs> um we are now getting on to where we are getting the hundred thousand moon warriors free from their statue curse and this means that Dong Fang needs to find the God of War's chi, like the old God of War that killed herself, so they would all be entombed. The primordial mm-hmm. spirit of her. Yes, the primordial spirit. I couldn't remember what it was called when I was doing that, but the section of primordial spirit, and it's currently on down on earth i don't know if there was a the mortal world i think is what they call Mm -hmm. it going through a trial so it can cultivate itself and i just love how bonkers all of this cultivating is (laughs) so like well we're gonna send you without your memories to the mortal world so you can suffer greatly probably tragically kill someone that you love or die or whatever it is that has to happen and when you come back it's all good because you'll be stronger. So we're cool with it. You know, <laughs> it's just not. So anyway, her primordial spirit is down on earth and she's a concubine and a singer. And so she's kind of looking for love, even though she lives in a um, cult or a part of life that's looked down on as like a kind of a kept woman. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And her her trial is that she's going to be killed by the man she loves on their wedding night on their wedding night. Yes. So Dong Fong finds out he goes down and he's just going to kill her as it is. But then he finds out that in order to get the primordial spirit, he has to let her do her cultivating first before he can get it or else she just disappears into dust. If they don't actually uh, accomplish their horrible trial. Uh It's so messed up. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens is they're trying to um, make sure that her and the other God of War, who is also going through a trial at the same time, they're supposed to fall in love. So they kind of screw that up. And so they're constantly trying to like, get the two of them back together but what ends up is the two gods of war fall in love with orchid and dong fong instead and (laughs) chaos ensues (laughs) okay my favorite part of that is when they're in the restaurant and dong fong ching song and orchid are hiding in like that convenient closet in the middle of the restaurant (laughs) watching the two gods of war running around trying to find them well and it's so messed up and i love that um Shang Hyung and Dong Fang end up being besties. That is the best thing ever. Like that was really cute. Like that was uh, I. So that part, I think it was like episode nineteen or twenty. For whatever reason, I fell asleep every time I started to watch it because I would watch it late at night, and I every single time. And so finally, I made sure I was awake when I was watching it. It was really cute. Like um, just how. Oh, grudgingly he kind of at first and then you could tell that he actually really liked him um and they started to hang out and play you know football together soccer together and um that was like escaping from the you know the headmaster of the school or the teacher of the school and mm-hmm. um those were cute moments yeah it was just it was it felt like a little bit of filler, but it yeah. was cute filler. And it did expand the story further on. You just didn't know it when you were watching it, how important right. it was going to be for future 
story arcs, I think, you know, I agree. Yeah. So when you're in the moment watching it, it's kind of like, why is are we spending all this time here? But it has a lot of purpose with her kind of going crazy because Dong Fang doesn't love her and, you know, letting the evil in, that's what causes her to go nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, the friendships and even like Ji Li and all that, everything has purpose later on. Oh, and it, Cricket. I love Cricket. <laughs> it cracks me up that she's a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm like, because I didn't get that. I thought she was just like a tomboy bestie. But no, later on, he's all like, why are you dressed as a woman? And right. she's like, I am a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but it was well, kind of cute. The The one thing that I did get, because I was discussing this with some of our people on the Discord, and I really appreciate the information that I was given. Um, Jiangjia dramas are about cultivation. And so like the mortal world experience is a vital part of that narrative. So like mm-hmm. there's no escaping this part of the story. And I think it's also kind of a comic relief because we have angst, 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 angst. And then all of a sudden they're on the mortal world and they're shopping and eating and playing games and making new friends and falling in love with the wrong people. And it was a, uh, it was the old God of War that ended up with the evil spirit inside of her, right? Yes, that's yeah. that's who I meant. Sorry. Yeah. So the older God of War, she saw that he didn't love her. Mm-hmm. And so it let the evil spirit enter into her um, soul or whatever you would call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it followed her out of the mortal world into the eternal world. So, yeah. This is always the part, like... I I don't know, like even from like 10 miles of peach blossoms or, you know, all of those shows where like where they're down here going through their mortal trial in order to strengthen themselves for later. Um, This is always the part where I'm kind of like, you know, when I'm having a really bad day, sometimes that's when I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just, you know, I'm a goddess down here (laughs) enduring my trial and um yeah, it has to get bad before it gets better. So, yeah, um, you're you're just cultivating for the I'm next just level. Cultivating, yeah. yeah it's so on my really bad days. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just cultivating. It's fine. <laughs> yes, and they're I cultivating by marrying two people that are fake cultivating. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. So we finally see the full blown love between Dongfeng Qingzong and Orchid as they marry other people on Earth because Orchid ends up with our junior god of war. And then, of course, Dongfeng Qingzong ends up with the senior god of war. So did we like this episode and what were our favorite moments? So, yes, I it took me a little while to get into it, especially when Orchid was like doing the crazy makeup and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, seriously, but understanding that it's all supposed to be com- comedic relief i'm like okay i kind of get that now and it still it still made sense and i loved that her journey brought her to the point where when the senior god of war was going after ching song and was going to destroy him and orchid steps up and protects him and like i don't i didn't catch what sign she gave off but cricket slash danyan saw that she was this hidden goddess because the sign she gave off is she was protecting Ching Song, but it it was the revelation of her hidden identity and like without that mortal experience and for her falling more in love with Dong Fong Ching Song, it wouldn't have happened. And so I'm like, okay, I can accept silliness and things like that, even if it makes me cringe a little bit, because it it was a very important thing to her, to her growth and to her progress. And so I really. I really ended up liking that part. So I liked when she protected him. That was one of my favorite moments. And then, like I said, when they were hiding in the closet in the restaurant, that was probably (laughs) one of my other favorite moments. And I think for me, I don't mind the silly. I think it's kind of cute. It made sense that she was trying to like act um, less pretty just to get him off her back Mm because he's gone off course and he needs (laughs) to go marry the other girl. (laughs) Right. Um, So I get all that. Uh, I don't mind it. I like that. I don't feel that it they cultivated the same way. I think she eventually would have used her powers regardless mm-hmm. in some other moments. So I don't think that was like necessarily a moment where it's like, oh, she cultivated into that because we had already kind of seen her 
stand up in smaller ways occasionally. Mm-hmm. But I do like that they became closer and they started trusting each other much more. And I liked, like, for example, when she would drug his wine and he knew, <laughs> but, you know, he he's all like, okay, I'll drink whatever you give me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that whole aspect of it because it was showing their trust in each other, even though sometimes they weren't quite sure what the other was doing doing necessarily but just their relationship as a couple together definitely came forward there was the acknowledged jealousy which you know they got past I thought that was really well done Mm -hmm. and then again Orchid figuring out that that she doesn't want to be with the current god of war that's not what she wants to do she's not interested in going back home anymore Uh, That's what I thought was, you know, why this part was so important is that it really did give them time to kind of sort out their feelings, hers in particular. Um, But then, you know, and then before they headed back, they had that quite swoony, swoony kiss where they were interrupted by um, the dragon and jelly or whatever. Um, That was quite lovely. I like yeah. that and part. the big final battle between the old god of war when she comes and attacks. Yeah. And then, of course, the man that she loved ended up killing her. So she cultivated. Mm-hmm. And again, the other guy died in protecting someone he loved, which, you know, he had loyalty. It was a different kind of love. Mm-hmm. And so they they passed their trials just. It wasn't in the way. Yeah. It was unexpected. Yeah. 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 I like that too. And so all around, I like that those episodes so much more discussing them than maybe I did again at the moment I was watching. At the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you can see now um, why they were important. In the moment, it kind of felt like filler. And then, you know, because you can't take them out. It wouldn't be as good a story if you took them out. We have all the information we need. Yeah. Or the relationships. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is going to make a rewatch, which I'm totally rewatching this. <laughs> it's going to make it. It's going to give it more depth because knowing the whole story and seeing where they're going to go, yeah, will help me understand why they have to do what they have to do. Okay, and like, I think I kind of think it's funny that they keep trying to fight fate, and fate keeps happening no matter what they try to do to adjust for it. But like, it's like fate wins out. It's just never the way they expect fate to win out. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So um, this, as we said, this part was really important. They kind of really discovered or for themselves that they were in love with one another. Um, but in order for Dongfeng to marry Orchid, he really had to kind of um, prove to the people that he was willing to sacrifice. And so he accepts the bone devouring spike punishment which ow especially the way they described it like it's Uh like being eaten by ants you know and having all your bones cut off or something horrible yeah so he's going through that um you know just from midnight until morning or whatever each night for the rest of his life until the No, no biggie no biggie until the soldiers are released um and then orchid decides to go into that cave they called it like what was it cave or the non-abidance oh cave what was it it's called the non-abidance cave in netflix translation oh <laughs> i just call it the cave of pain but the brother called it and i was on uh ichi so the brother called it something and all i can think of is uh food zoo or whatever the yeah it was something like that yeah. but um, but I like non-abidance because it does say you're not abiding by the rules. And this yeah, is where you have to go. That works. Have so your, anyway, she had thing. to go in. She had to go in there. Um, and uh, so they both kind of had to go through some pretty nasty trials in order to be together. So what are our thoughts about that? So for me... Um, the bone, like the bone devouring spike punishment sounded just absolutely awful. But then what she went through 
in some ways, I think might have been worse because the plan originally um, like that she had with the with his brother was to give him this medicine, you know, special potion that would keep him from feeling her pain. And instead he spit it out. And so as she's enduring everything, he's feeling everything she's going through and it was bringing him to the ground. So, you know, that what she was experiencing was just so awful. Um, And, you know, so I would question like, was it just as bad as the bone devouring spikes? Because it certainly knocked him down to the ground um, pretty hard. So but I kind of liked that, like, there's a little bit of that, like, I'll sacrifice for you in order to prove my love kind of thing here. And and they were both willing to do it. So I don't know. This part I could I could understand because she was doing it like uh, Orchid was doing it really for him so that he could save face with the people and so that they could accept her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that part, um, made a lot of sense to me. The other kind of noble idiot stuff that we get into later, I have more of an issue with, but this I'm okay with. What did you guys <laughs> think? Well, and I thought because she saw the necessity for her to go through this traditional punishment that it honestly sounded like the brother had made it up on the spot, but whatever. <laughs> and she was willing to do it to show the people that she was willing to sacrifice to become one of them. So it wasn't just even for him saving face, but it was for her to be to to join their side because she'd been a fairy for so long. But the divide between the fairy and the moon tribe was basically their two founding members had split up back in ancient days. And so, you know, we've basically kind of got this Romeo and Juliet thing going on, except these two are much more mature and more sane. And so the equality of the pain taking on the pain to show their people, because this is, I mean, they talk about it all the time. The whole reason that um, Ching Song has the hellfire is because his people respect power mm-hmm. and they respect people who can deliver pain. And so that's how he's keeping order. And so for them to be respected as a couple, even though she comes from their lifelong enemies, she shows that she's willing to take what they are asking her to give and she does it for him, but she also does it for them. So like, it's a bigger perspective. It's not just about him, but it's about his position with the people and accepting the people themselves. And so I, I liked it too. And I also kind of felt for him because yeah, he was on his knees because the dumb dumb didn't take the formula, but also at the same time she was doing that, he still had the bone devouring spike in him as far as I understood. So he was going through a double dose. I'm just like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I also like later on, they talk about how she isn't just a fairy. She's not. Mm -hmm. She's a goddess of the three realms. She isn't a moon uh, person. She isn't a fairy. She's the goddess of everyone. And her whole purpose is to create peace between everyone. Mm -hmm. And so it makes a lot of sense that she does have a very easy way of shifting into the being a part of the moon tribe because it's not her nature isn't oh i'm a fairy 100 percent, and you know whether i'm against you or not i can't change my ways she's kind of above it all even though she doesn't know that at the time and i felt that her true nature really came forth again bringing peace to the people as well as uh dong fang because i would not be surprised if he would have fought everybody for her Mm -hmm. and tried to like force the issue but she wanted peace and looked for the way there could be peace even if it meant she was suffering Mm -hmm. so it was very much in uh it was her nature to do this kind of sacrifice to create unity between everyone so i liked it i loved it i thought all the music so good so dramatic (laughs) i was in heaven Yes, it was. Yes. It was great angst. <laughs> so, of course, she's finally approved as the um, moon queen. But before they can get married, tragedy strikes. It seems that in her 
like the bone bracelet that he made her to keep her safe. It's the primordial spirit of the um, god, the older god of war, mm-hmm. and she's crazy in there and is trying to take over Orchid's whole being. And now that Orchid truly is in love with him, she can't physically take off the bracelet. And so Dong Fang decides to be an idiot and not discuss it with her and instead makes her hate him so she could get the bracelet off and in turn ruin their relationship. So romantic or stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, where do you land, K-Muse? I think think it was an interesting plot twist, Mm -hmm. but I mean... Noble Idacy is always kind of stupid. And I do wish they had had more communication on this without him just deciding, okay, I'm like a whole love newbie, but I know what's going to happen here. I'm going to, I'm going to make her hate me and live in pain for the rest of my life, but she'll be safe. I thought that was kind of dumb. Well, that's a good point about him being a, a love newbie is because yeah, that was a stupid immature move, but he is immature in love. Yeah. And was there really an alternative? I mean, he's basically been told that the only way that this is going to, you know, he can save her is if she's no longer in love with him. And so he's doing everything he's in his head. He's making this big sacrifice, right? He's, he wants her to not love him so he can save her. Um, But but doesn't he also get that knowledge from the evil God guy? So I would be questioning. Right. Yeah. I would be questioning yeah, exactly. my sources. <laughs> Just like, a little is bit. that really the only way? Like, are we You were sure told by that? a giant evil monster of uh, fire and, and what like is dust. it? Gloom. Yeah. <laughs> is that really who you're going to trust to give you the best advice? And but... it's even telling the truth. I mean... Yeah, yeah. But do you want to chance it with the person? You know, he's got some. Yeah, I might. I might like... still like send out some feelers into the world <laughs> for like a day <laughs> yeah, to try exactly. to like get Let's more knowledge about here. this. Yeah. yeah, at least get a second opinion, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Of course, no, who's no, he no. supposed to get a second opinion well, from? Well, he could ask uh, the current god of war. I mean, he could have like discussed that a little bit. Yeah, True. I they might have had knowledge about what was going on. And I feel like they have like, you know, antidotes and stuff like this for like so many different things. I mean, they're gods and goddesses. Like, it feels like maybe there's a better answer here. I mean, we kept regrowing our characters out of nothing. I mean, there had to be a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe like put his blood on it or I mean, there's yeah, I don't know. Well, it was already made out of his blood. Or maybe she'd be able to cleanse it with her magic power juju. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But but this is where we go. And it's because he it's one of those things that I find interesting. Like he is a skilled leader and yet he's so immature in other places. And it's just his lack of experience. Like he only has experience in the one thing. And the writing is actually pretty awesome because it shows that and it sticks to that. And then we sit there and yell at him because, well, <laughs> it's still dumb. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's trying his hardest with all his little being to do what's right for her and, you know, save her. And he goes off to fight in a war against the fairy people because the stupid brother guy had... um like tricked everyone into going into a war and so they were facing off it was dramatic he was going there he had her safe so she was supposedly safe (laughs) it's like he doesn't know her at all well and then the brother gives her like the sword where she could kill herself Uh uh-huh you know because he's trying to save his brother and all his people so it's i mean about her yeah it's understandable Again, I think it's how he said. It's not that I don't like you, but this is the bigger picture kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? And so she's all ready to stab herself. Well, and, then, and what makes it so she doesn't right away? I can't remember. I've forgotten. 
You mean why why does she not stab? Because remember they're on the giant sword so she could stab herself and let the hundred thousand people free. Yeah. Um there's the 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 bad guy comes in like Oh, it's the bad guy because he yeah. has he has sorry, it all blurs because I watched <laughs> like 13 episodes yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, See, so the bad guy comes, takes her out into the sand dunes, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get what's it called? Primordial, Primordial soul yeah. out of her and breaks her sword. But it doesn't Let's work. See. Oh, yeah. And Dong Fang, or yeah, Dong Fang feels he that she's in come. trouble. Yeah. So he's trying to come. And, and she, like, oh. and then she makes her way to the sword and. I mean, that was really emotional. It was so so dramatic. Well, and I love that we saw everyone die. Everyone died because they were fighting each other. So much loss. Yeah. She stabs herself and all the power comes forth out and reverses all the death and saves all the people that have been cursed and frees the moon goddess with her death. Mm -hmm. And everyone's in a better place but her and Dong yeah so, so she and it was dramatic oh my word yeah it was like peak drama but like in a really good way too because you were feeling everyone's sacrifice and i saw it coming i knew that she would sacrifice herself and she knew that she had to mm-hmm. in order to reverse the damage that was going on and so it worked and so i guess i was expecting it because i couldn't see where else the story would go that's just she had to do the thing that was ultimately where her her arc was leading hers she had to sacrifice herself to save all the people so and then of course she disappears into dust oh and then it was so traumatizing (laughs) their love and they're like holding each other watching the sunset as she dies (laughs) and then or the sunrise the sunrise yeah oh and then don is like in his own little dream world, just recreating this beautiful, all these beautiful memories with her and making his own like world. And like her. eating his soul and energy to create it. Yeah, That's what I love her. is he was literally killing himself to stay in his dream world. Mm-hmm. And then to have his brother and Chong Hong both working. Like I loved that he got fed all this extra primordial primordial strength from like his brother and his trusted advisors like they were all trying to save him mm-hmm. chong hong comes over from the fairy world and mm-hmm. is trying helps out and then finally it's like we got to get him out there and so jumps into his dream and he's you know the uncomfortable bearer of truth who's like hey this isn't real you're gonna right. die if you stay here and then the whole world just breaking apart as he has and those it's last like she dies minutes. again uh-huh. i'm just like yes. devastated yes oh my word and the music, the music, all mm. their theme song. Mm. Oh, so good. <laughs> part of me, I was like, ah, oh, and part of me was like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. You have more to do. Get out. So, <laughs> well, it was I think hard. my biggest thing is I was surprised this happened. And then we still had like six episodes. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what are they going to fill in? And I'm not, and those six episodes were good, but I'm not sure. It had the same emotional, like, torture moment that that all had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, we were so connected to who she was at that time and who he was at that time. And, you know, this, I just felt like, just like you said, like, when he got, when he left that little dream world and it just started to break apart that to me felt like she was dying all over again and you could oh, yeah. just my her. heart broke yeah it was and the kiss and then the just like oh, oh. oh. yes <laughs> oh. Oh, my so, so now we have orchid's growth and transformation from a little grass to a powerful goddess with healing powers what did we think of that transformation i personally liked it i think that it's if you go back and you think about what happened along the way, it it isn't so much a, a dramatic transformation because she it was true to who she was all along. 
and you know she could regrow flowers she could she had the ability to heal with her blood she you know she had all of these pieces all along so i actually appreciated that the writing stayed very consistent for her character and then it wasn't so like unbelievable that she's this goddess with like mega powers um and of course we kind of all knew this along the way i think like it was pretty early on that I was like, oh, yeah, that's who that is. But I do appreciate that the writing stayed consistent. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And I will discuss the amnesia later, but mm-hmm. I actually liked how they played that in because she was the same, but she was a lot more trying to distance herself from the past pain and anything that that would distract her from her goddess goal because she definitely made a distinct decision. This is what I'm going to focus on. All the rest of that is before. Mm -hmm. I feel like goddess goals sounds like a really like the kind of thing you want to put on like your vision board or something. (laughs) Or a (laughs) t-shirt. That's what I'm going to do from now on. When I'm when or I'm kids rule headed. or orchids favorite things goddess goals, hot Got boyfriend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, and I have to say too that I like her transformation because it truly is a cultivation, not only that's true to her, but it's a uniquely feminine story in its way. Because yes, some of it was about falling in love, but some of it was just coming into her own power, which I don't think we see that very often. A lot of times the power is the love, but in this case the love gave her power. Does that make sense? It's it's mm-hmm. a little different. And I just, I liked that her, her growth was independent of his, like yes. their love brought them together, but they're, they weren't tied to each other to grow. They just grew at the same time. And so I just, there's something just so feminist in that. And it's, I would probably have to dig deep and really figure this out, but I really like where they took her and how her, her journey went from being just kind of naive and simple and yet spunky, you know, which you kind of see in your candy heroines, but then it was just so much more because she was just like, she couldn't help but heal everything in front of her. That was like her defining characteristic. And it seemed naive in the beginning, right? Like that, that was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, she's just nice to everybody. And then you see this great power instead, like you, you start to, we start to see, wait a minute. No, no, it's not just, oh, you're nice to everybody and you heal people, but, and you heal flowers or whatever, but like it became a a source of great strength. And so I, I also agree with that. Like, I think that that showed her as I personally think that like a healing power or you know, I don't know, we can get all into like, you know, the, the idea of, of women giving birth, you know, or something Mm -hmm. like that, like that there's, like you said, something very feminine about feminist about that. Mm -hmm. Um, very, yeah, there's a lot to this story actually. There is. And I think I'm so glad we're taking the time to, to kind of dive into it and to see these differences because I think it would be easy to pass over and just kind of write her off and it's worth the journey to see how she grows. Like I almost feel myself growing with her because her journey drew me in and made me want more for her and therefore kind of more for myself in a way. And so, yeah, there's just, there's something almost empowering about this and it's, I'm probably getting a little deep on main here, but it just, it was really, (laughs) really good. And the writing is subtle in some ways but the fact that that they say stay so true to her character and her journey and don't fall on the tired old tropes makes it brilliant and it sometimes you have to really look at it to see what they're doing but it's it's there you know i'm not just making this up it's there (laughs) dong fang's transformation into a loving man who respects boundaries was he still hot i totally I mean, that man would be impossible not to be hot. I love that he cultivated her little primordial orchid plant Mm -hmm. until she became a goddess again. And even after he realized that it wasn't the orchid he remembered and that she had forgotten him, 
he was determined to stay by her side and be her servant and try to like remind her but if nothing else even if he couldn't like create the love there again he was going to stay by her side and love her regardless and i thought that was so romantic and i love too the comparison between because i remember we were all a little worked up about that kiss in episode nine which was rather feral on his part and there was like no consent and he was still kind of in his emotionless place and then we have him as the care the caretaker of her her orchid seed as she grows and comes back to herself and just how different he is and how much it shows his growth and yet he's still he's still hot in both ways because (laughs) (laughs) because he's grown and changed and become a better person and and i'm sure he's still capable of the feral kisses we just don't want him to go backwards right well he definitely he didn't try to force her into loving him yeah Mm -hmm. Oh, Which and the, when they were on the bridge with the lock, that oh. was so like hard. And like her tears, and it's just like, I know. Oh, just love him. Just, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and how he explained how he had, why he had lied. You yeah. know, even though he didn't know that was her, even though he thought she had no memories of it, he was just regretting things that he had done that he couldn't change now that she was no longer there. Mm hmm. So, yeah, his whole confession and just the I'm better now. I was bad then, but I'm better now. And just, oh, that was so good. (laughs) All right. So what's our least favorite and favorite side story arc? The long lost twins, Rong Ho and his master, the dragon and Jili. Do we have one? Do we not have one? I kind of. I'm not a fan, honestly. I didn't really enjoy a lot of the side stories. I but like my least how they ended. The long lost twins. I like how the long lost twins ended. How they had that emotional connection and were saving each other. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that where she Which was one? carrying the twins when she was carrying on her back to go to the goddess to try to save her. And I like the Gili finally like stabbed the evil lady and killed her <laughs> and was like, "Screw it, I will die. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that woman anymore." You know, I, it was filler. It was definite filler. However, I still felt emotionally attached. Um, I, I liked both the twins characters, you know, it was a little random, the story arc, but I liked them. They're sweet. Uh, the master and wrong, wrong how I thought that the ending where they died together was very well done. I felt like we had way too many flashbacks to him being a poor little orphan with no clothes in the snow. Playing a flute. Playing the yes. flute. Yes. So. Agreed. <laughs> there was way too much of their. How many of flashbacks him of orphans with no clothes playing the flute do you really need? Or him like <laughs> angsting to the evil God guy. Yeah. You know, there's just too much of all of that. Dragon and Gili were cute. Again, was it a little too much? Maybe. I really just liked our OTP the most. And I just kind of felt like a lot of those side stories. I will say Dragon and Julie at first, I thought was really cute. And then it like got a little old. I like me. how she saved him. How yeah. she tricked the other lady and mm-hmm. saved him. True. That was cool. Well, and then when he came and caught her, when the, when the fairy and the moon finally, the fairy tribes and the moon tribes finally united to fight Tai Sui the big bad or no yeah that's what they were doing yeah at the very end and so and that's how we knew that the moon tribe had shown up was because he caught jay lee just as she was about to collapse from using her power and it's like oh hey they showed up this is cool so i i liked that their story was just kind of typical and i don't know like jay lee she's just she's one of those that she kind of got on my nerves from the very beginning and yeah. then when she was a traitor, well, I was like, oh, that's no you surprise. Knew. I wanted them you to fix knew. her hair. Like, she, I mean, when she was bound in the mortal <laughs> place, like she should have just kept that hair. I really <laughs> couldn't stand that like ponytail thing sticking out over her face. Yeah. That like unicorn. It was like the rhino braid. hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's really shallow. But like, really? Like, come on. It, it's distracting. Well, especially when everyone else got the most gorgeous wigs. And right. she was stuck with horn hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's how we knew she was a traitor. She got the worst hair. Yeah. Anyway. And then the twins, I think their parents' story, since their mom was from Moon Tribe and their dad was a fairy, I think that was meant to be a foil to our OTP. So I can kind of see it. But. It also made sense why he would betray them and let the guy go twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was also, you know. Yeah, it, it had to be done. And then Rong Hao and his master. I mean, without Rong Hao, we would have no story because with no, him I being... agree. We needed him. I felt oh, yeah. it was too much. Too much of him angsting. He was yeah. so angsty. He was still just that orphan playing the flute on the street. We could have cut at least five of his scenes out and had the same emotional context. So, (laughs) but I did, again, I did like when they died together and that he was never going to be separated from her again. I mean, that really sucks kind of for her, but it was dramatic. (laughs) I think they were okay with it though. Yeah. Oh no, they both were okay to die. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just because they cared about each other. And it was not a romantic plot. It was just a master and a disciple. And he was just that devoted to her. And like it, it was a very platonic love. And yet it's what drove everything that he did to sacrificing, you know, all those souls and killing all those people. As disciples go, he was really, really dedicated. I'm just saying. We have plenty of bad guys driving the story here. We have Rong Hao, who is the Lord of Haishi City, but also was a fairy. And then we had the ruler of heaven, the the current god of war's brother, who was just he was just a total donkey. He was a pain in the butt. Yes. And then we I, have I limited my language for you, Carrie, because my feelings wanted to express <laughs> more distinctly how I feel about him. <laughs> I am so proud of you. You have no idea. Oh, it was yes. it was a trial. <laughs> he was a donkey's bottom the whole way through, and there was no redemption. Did you notice? No, he just stayed none. the same. He's always a jerk. And then Toxic we have masculinity. <laughs> oh, 100%. Oh, that was a good way to put it. And then we have Tai Sui, the big, bad, glowy cloud with the evil laugh. And he was like, he was like the big, bad boss at the end of the video game. And ultimately, I mean, he was the one that was co- convincing Rong Hao to do all these things to bring his master back. He had nothing to do with the ruler of heaven. He just hated him. And then he was the one that was convincing Dong Feng Chung's, I can say his name, Dong Feng Ching Song. to do these things to kind of save orchid but they were just like a little left of center that kind of thing anyway so was it too many bad guys or was it just right and the more i talk about it the more i'm like okay they were all necessary to the story because cultivating you have to have different levels of evil to deal with and so they were the different levels and i guess the ruler of heaven he was like your most basic one and he was just kind of basic he just you knew that he was going to be against everything that everyone liked. So, well, and it's kind of like if you, you know, how often plays and stuff are split into three segments of mm-hmm. progression. This mm-hmm. is like the three segments of the story. Each of them had a distinctive bad guy and they got progressively harder till you got yes. to the hardest and the pinnacle of bad guys that you had to overcome to end the play or the story and you know and i Mm -hmm. feel that that's very a traditional storytelling plot Mm -hmm. for us i agree i agree i think they were all necessary i think some were more annoying than others but they were necessary to kind of move the story forward so faked amnesia amnesia (laughs) that wasn't amnesia love it or hate it so do we think it was necessary or was that also noble idiocy? So this was um, our orchid who is also the goddess. She kind of pretended that she didn't remember anything about her life as orchid, but she remembered it all. So do we think that it was necessary or was that also noble idiocy? And then what did we think about the final battle against the evil God? So, um, the part I can talk about is the orchids pretending that she doesn't remember anything. And I do think that in its own way, it was sort of noble idiocy, right? She, she knew that she had to, or she believed that it was her fate to marry the second God of war. And so I think that, you know, she had kind of just, 
accepted that her role now was to kind of sacrifice her own personal happiness in order to be able to heal the world, basically heal the, heal the three realms. So um, in that sense, I think it's more nobility rather than noble idiocy, because I do think she had this higher purpose in mind. Um, and noble idiocy tends to be, you know, you're sacrificing yourself completely for the one that you love, but you're really hurting the one that you love in order to do it. So yes, she hurt him by doing this, but I feel like she had a higher purpose for doing it. Um, it was really heartbreaking though, on the bridge when, you know, she's just sitting there and she can hear him. Um, and then when she put her fingers up to like make him smile, Mm -hmm. that was a really powerful moment for me but how about you what did you think about the final battle against the evil god i did fast forward through and boy is he hot with white hair that's all i want to say <laughs> i texted you that last night <laughs> at like 2 a.m because <laughs> um, i often text to k drama jen while she's sleeping all my thoughts on whatever i'm watching <laughs> i wake up in the morning and i'm like Oh my. It's like, oh, he's really hot with hot or white hair. Uh -huh. <laughs> but we knew that from the beginning. You know, uh, we, he wasn't we found as that hot good. then. There True. Because half most of the time when he had white hair, he was pretend he was her. Oh, that's true. That's true. So it's not the same level of hotness. Evil white hair always trumps I have evil white hair. I have kissed <laughs> fireworks. The proposal so swoony so much epic swooning in the last 10 episodes these two are joining my favorite otp of all timeless he is so hot with white hair that's at 2 15 a.m <laughs> yep. yeah things happen <laughs> it's true well i liked that we had the amnesia just so we had the dramatic breaking of our hearts on that bridge scene because it was so well done Mm -hmm. And the pain and the angst and the tears. And it's just like, ah, because he's giving up on her completely. She's just having to walk away. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just heartbroken. I don't necessarily think that that noble idiocy is misplaced because they had tried it the other way and it didn't work. Right. So I understand at that point why she's doing what she's doing. And I, I'm with Jen, though. I don't think it's idiocy at all. I think it's truly just yeah. noble. And she's putting the needs of the mini against her own. And well, and I mean, also yeah. at this point, he has her like life, whatever her fate, her little leaf, oh, her little leaf. And yeah. he knows that he's going to go sacrifice himself. So it's mm -hmm. also him kind of saying goodbye because he's going to go off and do what he has to do to change her fate. Yes, because he doesn't want her to die again. And so he's like, exactly. I'll take it. Also, Except I totally love how her mentor, like one of the best lines of the thing is nothing can change fate except love. Mm -hmm. And that does explain why things can change, how she was able to love the current God of War and go save him and change his fate. Mm -hmm. And then again, you know, her fate has changed because he loves her so much. Yes. And it just like it got deeper and deep. The love. Yeah. I love that part because it just it shows how much he's changed, too, because I we joked about his love tree and her healing it. But it shows just how much healing he had gone through, even when he was raising her as a seed, you know, and just. It's it's the payoff for all of the angst that we've gone through and then the angst and then to have that like that final kiss during the battle you know she's fought her way through that dome of power to reach him and to go to his inner world where he's fighting tai sui and just and then to join him like she comes up on his level and joins him and you, we get those that kiss we get all those flashbacks to the key moments in their relationship and it's just it's such Oh, it's such a good ending. It's so and the music. Yes. <laughs> Did you like the music? Came I like the music. I love their theme song. It just emphasizes everything about their interactions. And it's so dramatic and wonderful. And 
you know, epic. So, but yeah, it was just that epic moment you wanted in this show. Mm -hmm. And the buildup was worth it. And again, he gave himself and he died for her to save Mm -hmm. her, to save the world, to save the people he loved. And he like cultivated himself to the peak cultivation and killed the bad guy, God. Mm -hmm. And it was so epic. It was. Oh, it was brilliant. All right. Wait, does he die? Yes. Uh (gasps) Uh-huh. But there's like a teeny little sliver of bone. Yeah, it's a moon-shaped bone. It's a moon-shaped bone. And 500 years later, it cultivates into him becoming he or alive again yep oh oh my goodness (laughs) you said you were okay with spoilers i'm just saying i did say that but you just get yet another like epic kiss like and then having to say goodbye and death again like this show has the best death goodbyes Mm -hmm. the best oh 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 and that one part when she rises up to meet him and they create the glazed fire which the brother is like that's even more powerful than hellfire and it's because the two of them came together because of their compassion and their love and so i like that it was so short we did not get to pay enough attention to that but the fact that they created the glazed fire and that's what defeated tai sui i'm just like yeah "Yeah, that's cool and i love that she just kissed him it just Mm -hmm. it's just like the best kiss it was such a good kiss Mm mm-hmm and then, like, when he came back to himself and his hands grabbed her and, uh-huh. like, pulled her closer to him. Oh, so swoony. <sighs> so swoony. So he he eventually becomes alive again. It's very fast. I feel that that is definitely, like, the one part where I feel was, okay, they're together again 500 years later. Life goes on. Happy days. You know, it was a weird happy ever after. Mm-hmm. But... I'll take it. it. You know, it is what it is. At least he came back. At least he came back. Final epic kiss where it's fine. Yeah. It's better than nothing. So now we've discussed all. What's our two favorite scenes that made you swoon or just like made you enjoy it? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to admit, there are some very dramatic swoony kisses the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. they did not hold back like they did not and i was yeah. actually surprised they didn't do the body swapping one last time as a narrative mm-hmm. i don't know why they can suddenly kiss without body swapping but okay well there was you no know. lightning so they there were okay. no lightning thunder. okay yeah. no lightning don't make out during thunderstorms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ever again. that could be miserable yeah. than that. well and maybe because they had both died and come back maybe that is eliminated now well, Maybe. at this point, right? Because when when she threw herself on the sword, you saw the mark on his forehead disappear. Mm-hmm. So now they're not connected like that. Mm, that is true. But I love that he had a bit of her spirit in him from that first kiss when she mm-hmm. didn't know better. And she left some of her primordial spirit inside of him. Yeah. Which again yep. is weird. <laughs> but... <laughs> But hey, it made it so she could come back. We're not going to argue this true. point. Be that careful is who you kiss. I know. Do you leave a part of your weirdo having your primordial spirit? <laughs> <laughs> so I also love their mortal wedding. I really like that whole episode. I thought it was brilliantly done, very dramatic, very emotional, beautiful. He, yeah. Anytime he drank the stuff where she tried to like, slip him stuff i loved all of that it was so oh funny. yeah see yeah how do you pick just two no i, I refuse know. i like the yeah. whole thing the whole anytime thing is my their music played anytime <laughs> <laughs> all right would we watch it again oh yeah i i loved the show and carrie was talking about how she's gonna buy it and i'm like i might actually invest in this as well because mm-hmm. i don't want to trust my love of the show and get being able to get it into china's hands because you never know when they're going to pull stuff or do weird things so it's on netflix right now but it won't be there forever yeah yeah yeah. so i might need to own this one 100 percent. yeah i agree i definitely want to watch it again yep i want to be able to savor it but i also want to watch it all together at the same time 
I don't know. Cause I had kids popping in and out and I'm like, this is not the kind of drama where I can have y'all coming in and out. You need to go away. They were not happy <laughs> about that. Anyway, <laughs> it's just, it's such an experience and it's so good. I loved it so much. And now I can go back to the discord channel and see what people said about it. Cause there I've you go. That on purpose. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or on our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs> <laughs>